0: Ready, set, you're engaged.
1: Congratulations. What an amazing time.
0: Now, what are you supposed to do? Take a listen to this episode as we break down the first steps that every engaged couple needs to take. You're listening to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things podcast. I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We are here to get you from down on one knee, down the aisle, and into happily ever after. Our informative episodes deliver valuable tips, trends, ideas, and advice covering everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between and after. Now, let's get started with this episode. engaged now what well besides breathing you want to breathe that's for sure but Mike Sharon we have a hundred tips that we could give when you get engaged but it's an exciting time let's start off by saying one thing if you are thinking about using a wedding planner that should be your number one phone call to help guide you through that process Would you agree, Mike?
1: I would definitely agree.
0: And I know Sharon's going to agree with me, but in all honesty... (laughs) That's why
1: you said it first, so she wouldn't say it. It
0: is.
2: She stole (laughs) my thunder. (laughs) I did.
0: And using a wedding planner, we could go on about how it's going to save you stress, time, energy, effort, all those
2: things. If you're going to use a wedding planner or considering it, that should be your first phone call. If you do that, then you have that planner beside you to guide you through every other decision. So absolutely, that should be your first call. So, who's going to start, they've got engaged, besides the wedding planner question. Sharon, what's next? Christina, like you said, I could give a million tips, but my number one tip is I have so many brides and grooms that come into me with a date. This is our wedding date. We want to get married on this date. Then I say, what venue have you chosen? And they don't have one. Oh, Mike, she's got a two-fold tip. I know where she's going with this. That's okay. You really can't get, pardon the pun, married to a certain date unless you're going to be really flexible about your venue because chances are, well, the venue could be booked on that date. So if you really fall in love with a venue, you need to be a little flexible on your date to make sure that you're able to have the venue you want by choosing a date that they're available. And we're going to circle back around
0: to this after we give these tips because there's a big reason why, The date, the venue, those kind of things are super important. Agreed. Yes. Sharon, I know just the other day, you had an incident happen for a date that's,
2: what, 16 months out? Yeah, I just met with the sweetest little family, and um, they're getting married in April of 2023. And she gave me five venues that she wanted to see. And the very next morning, I, like at 9 o'clock, started making calls to schedule venue tours she had a date that she wanted and when i called the venues of the five three of them were already booked for her spring 2023 date and i mean that I'm shocked hearing me that, a lot. that even really shocked am. me yeah so once again you know i had to make a call to her and i had to say we need you know we're going to have to flex on this date a little bit okay so my question what was her what was her reaction to that was she surprised she was very shocked Because you were even surprised. I was. We thought we were way ahead of the game. And we were not.
0: So here she's going thinking that she's going to have to really decide between five different places. And uh, you're down to two. Wow. So don't be married to a date. Right. And find your venue. So that's kind of a two-in-one tip.
1: Well, my tip is that you should really think hard and long about who you want to invite. Because... If you have 100 people, that could be one venue. Or if you have 200 people or 250 people, that could be another venue. So if you kind of estimate how many guests you want to invite, that's going to help you choose that venue also.
2: That's a very good tip. Yeah, because some venues can't accommodate. Yeah, I mean, if you only have
1: 50 people, you may look at venues that don't even, you know, you have to hold 150 Mm -hmm. people. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. you just got to get your number down close
0: have some kind of idea is what you're saying exactly. are you at 100 people or are you at 350 people exactly. you've got to kind of Well, and that, that also
2: is greatly going to affect your budget
1: sure Ooh,
0: the well that's the next
1: thing i was going to say yeah but since we only okay. had one
0: yes i know i made it harder <laughs> on y'all. and i'm gonna go with a completely different tip we could sit here and talk about this till like we'd have a 24-hour podcast But I'm gonna do something completely different. I've listened to a lot of feedback from engaged couples at wedding shows throughout the year. I feel like the couple needs to have a honest and open conversation about what they truly want. What is their dreams of that day? Now, I'm just gonna play a big part in it, but I'm only allowed to give one tip in this instant because. I'm hearing a lot of outside noise. Well, I did this because of my mom. I did this because of Aunt Sue. I did this because of Betty. And so I really feel like having that conversation is so important right after you get engaged. Whether you're getting married in two or three years down the road or you're going to try to pull it off in a, a year, I think that's really important is it's your all's day, and you're you're looking at me like you've got something. Say, come on, Mike, well,
1: say it. Get it out. <laughs> I think it. I think it's really important for the couple to sit down and talk about it. But most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, Sharon. Uh, it's really not the couple when it comes to the wedding and what they want. It's you, and you're looking at me strange. But it's usually what she wants. And I say that because... I just
0: said to have a conversation. I know, I know, At least you're
1: listening. I I know.
0: I didn't say run with your own ideas.
1: (laughs) But normally when it comes to your traditional bride and groom, the groom is going to say, honey, whatever you want.
0: Well, in my book, bride, bride, (laughs) groom, groom, it doesn't matter. Love is love. Have a conversation to figure out what you all want out of your day. And then if one person takes over and runs with their ideas... So be it. But at least you try.
1: Amen, sister. Amen. You did it.
0: Sharon,
2: come on. You're being quiet over there. <laughs> I think my recommendation, I, I do agree with Mike. Um, 90% of the time, it's the vote that counts as wearing the white dress. Um, I say that all the time. But Well, you say white dress, but I've seen light pink
0: dresses. I've seen other colored dresses. <laughs> That's true. I've seen but, not dresses. Be, I've
1: seen suits, too. So. Absolutely. But
2: what... Jump in, Sharon. The water's warm. Mike is. They keep telling me to jump in, but then they don't let me talk. But what I I try to do is I do a little triage when I meet with my couples and we go through each element of the wedding, music, food, floral. What jumps out as the most important thing to that person, so to grooms, most of the time it's going to be music, it's going to be food. Let them have the most input on that, and then the other member of the couple can decide everything else. Okay, so now you're making me want to go back and clarify.
0: Here is what I meant by my tip. Do you all want to have an inside wedding or outside wedding? Are you wanting rustic? Are you going to get married at a church? You know, is it something that you want more of a backyard type thing or a big production? Okay. I Thank should you have clarified. I apologize <laughs> about that. I wasn't trying to make all the executive decisions right after they got engaged, but kind of, I don't want to say theme, but what kind of vision, you know, again, it most of the time, the bride is, is going to win out in the, some of those decisions
2: or traditionally speaking. Well, and I think a lot of the time, you know, I always tell my couples, the bride I met with the other day that we were just talking about, she um, had only been engaged for two weeks. And I used to tell couples, you know, take a beat, enjoy being engaged. You've got plenty of time. And now while I still believe that's important, that they enjoy being engaged, I'm getting scared about things getting booked up. So like... Especially if I they're don't dead really, set on something. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, or you've got favorite vendors. Yes. Or
0: somebody has done two or three of your friends and you mm-hmm. know you want to use them
1: it really doesn't matter who it is or what it is or what organization or whatever it you when you after you get engaged sit down make a list of who you need to talk to and call them right away it doesn't matter if it's just a family baker or a bakery or whatever florist whoever it may be do not wait do not hesitate don't put it off for 6 months because you may be putting your wedding off for 6 more months if you wait 6 months. And like months.
2: we said if you're going to hire a wedding planner, let you know get your get your money's worth out of that hire. Our wedding planner's job is to guide you through your vendor selection and your your planning. So, you know, don't don't go get all your vendors and then hire a wedding planner. That's as my grandpa would say that's bass backwards. So you want to make sure that you're or getting Or Todd always says
1: my driver says that's like wiping before you poop. <laughs>
0: Okay. We
2: both just got fired.
1: We did.
0: Okay. (laughs) So I knew that this topic would come up. And of course, we cannot say, what do you do right after you get engaged?
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get your ducks in a row. That's another one. Get your ducks in a row.
0: But the B word, without question, you've got to have those hard conversations. (gasps) And. It is so important to figure out who's paying for what. What is your budget? Do you have 10000 to spend or 100000 to spend or, or more? Figure that out so you're not disappointed along the way. Because like most things, pricing is going up. It's not going down. Go back. You First of all, you need to binge listen to a bunch of our episodes. Uh-huh. I would definitely say the one about budgeting. The B word. The other one that we hear a lot from people is the F word and the A team. Mm -hmm. But honestly, all of our previous episodes were done for a reason. So going back, make sure we're on your favorite playlist. And maybe tell your mom about the podcast. Tell your um, maid of honor or best man. There is information inside each episode to help you in the process. So... After you're engaged, make sure you add the ring, the bling, and all the things to your favorite playlist. In all honesty, you should be able to enjoy it. It's a fun time. Definitely. An exciting time. But the whole reason that we brought this topic up and wanted to, you know, as we're off to the start of a new year, you know, it is important to talk about the statistic. Um, It's been discussed a lot with wedding professionals But it also affects engaged couples, their family, their friends. It does. It it is going to affect everyone. Also, it's going to affect corporate events, not just weddings. But if you have not heard, they're talking about um, an estimated 2.5 million weddings in 2022. And that is the most weddings the U.S. has seen since 1984.
2: You said it before we were recording. I don't know what was going on in 1984. I don't know what happened in 1984, but I'm telling you, I, I mean, Mike has tons more experience than me, so he would be better to ask, but I, I've never seen anything like this.
1: Honestly, I haven't either. And, and just saying this on a soft note, we have done, like you said, a minute ago, 355 days a year. It, it, this wedding season has it's went on unending. and on and on.
0: And we were still in a pandemic.
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, now planning for 2022 and 2023, we have worked, and I don't want to belittle this subject, but we have worked so hard, it may be even harder to book a, to book a vendor because they're going to limit themselves of what they can do because they have been working so well, hard. Well, I feel
2: like, mm-hmm. if nothing else, and I'm just speaking for me, but 2021... You know, I was already completely booked. Then I had nine brides that I had to push into 21 from 2020. And I did more weddings this year than I've ever done. And it it has pushed me to my limit and it has taught me my limit.
1: Exactly. And I think
2: a lot of wedding vendors are feeling that way. We we now know that we can't do everything. You can't always say yes. A lot of that during the
0: pandemic, whether you felt sorry for people, you just wanted to help out, business had been slow, business had been at a standstill. Yes, yes, yes. That brought new awareness to work-life balance. And I don't even like saying work-life balance for wedding professionals. But it's the truth. It's really finding that harmony between the two. And Sharon, Mike, I think you bring up great points because I feel like wedding vendors are going to really need to limit themselves if not I don't know that they'll be around.
1: Well, this is the thing. You know, we we average around 200 weddings a year. This year for 22, we almost hit 300. So we have the way I'm looking at my life in the future and, and other vendors I think will look like this look at it this way too is we do not want to get to the point where we don't give good service.
0: You love so, what you do, and you don't want that to change.
1: Exactly. But it
0: was a struggle. But it
1: was a struggle. And mm-hmm. it's because, and and you've taught me this, Christina, you have to learn to say no. And, and, and mm-hmm. honestly, you hate to say no, mm-hmm. but I don't want to disappoint the clients that I've already got booked at a limit that I can handle per week. Well,
2: I'm when not- I show up on wedding day, when I show up wedding day morning, I always try to remind myself, I might do this all the time, but for, for this couple, this is, this is their once in a lifetime day. They deserve 115% of me. The very, very best Sharon that can walk in the door needs to walk in the door. And if I am exhausted and I'm trying to do more than I should, I can't promise that.
1: That's exactly right. And And I
2: I will never change that I believe they deserve the best of me. So in order to do that, like Mike just said, I have limited the number of weddings I'll take for next year. And the reason I bring this up
0: is, for those listening, I work with a lot of wedding professionals, and a lot of times it's trying to figure out systems and processes to make things easier, to make them be able to run more efficiently so they can provide the best service possible. It's not necessarily about making more money providing the best service, and a lot of wedding professionals have a referral base. If you've been doing this, you're referred from other people that you've done, and you hate to say no, but it is is figuring out that balance where you still love what you do. You still have time for your family, your friends, because at the end of the day, wedding professionals are also human beings. They're just like the rest of us, but they're an expert in their field. That's why you hire them. And the whole reason about doing this podcast was providing education, good information, tips from other wedding professionals, not just from us. And I feel like this is something that needed to be discussed because engaged couples need to know... The whole picture of what's going on, I'm not asking you to peek inside of a wedding professional's business, but just realize as you are getting engaged, this statistic and what is on the horizon could possibly roll from year to year. Things are changing.
1: Things have changed more this year in the last 33 years I have been in business.
0: And you can make the best decisions if you have the information. And that's what I love about what we do is you might not like to hear it. It might not be what you wanted to hear, but we're trying to bring the very best information for those couples. Their family, friends can enjoy that special day and they can have their dreams become a reality. And I think with all the information, they can make better decisions, quicker maybe decisions like you mentioned. Yes, you should enjoy
2: it, but you need to know what, what you're dealing with. Right, I mean, certainly don't let any of this steal your joy. I mean, there's been so much in the last year and a half that has stole joy from us. I mean, so, so much. This That's, is a, a, that's 10 other episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is an yeah. amazing time. Take a little beat, a little baby beat. Enjoy it. Then get someone you trust, you know, a wedding planner, a, just a, a professional that knows what they're doing. Let them do their job. If there's a vendor you absolutely are in love with and you want that person, call them. Call them say, hey, I don't have a dress yet. I don't know my colors, but I know I want you at my wedding. Put me on your book. The other thing is you don't even necessarily have to have a date. You don't. If
0: you know. Well. Maybe you need a. Maybe now you're more referring to a season. Right. Because if there is a vendor you know a thousand percent you want to use, you're probably going to need to see what their availability is. Right. And that's an important part of it. If you're dead set on something.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And that And that's a change because it used to be. Because before, this is the exact date I'm going to get married, and now I'm going to call my favorite vendors, and they're I'm going to get on their books. Change is not always easy, and that's something to be aware of. And Sharon, when you started this off, I think you said it the best to summarize this. Don't be married to a date. Correct.
1: That's number one. Number one.
0: And be flexible. And maybe not be married to a venue. I mean, there are some that ch- that have them because of certain reasons, and that's great.
2: But it depends on your time frame for getting married. Right. And if so, you're flexible, you know, be open to a Friday. Be open, you know. Now just, there's just weddings
0: on Wednesdays? Be open, yeah. And that's the other thing to wrap back around to this is wedding professionals are not only dealing with Friday, Saturday, Sunday weddings, Thursdays, Wednesdays.
1: All week long now. It,
0: Yes. And this was without really a lot of corporate events going on. When you talk about 2020 and 2021, there were a few. But it's going to blow up. Yeah. Okay. But enjoy being engaged. We just wanted to tell you honestly, so you can make great decisions, so you can enjoy your engagement and get to the point that you want to with your wedding. Is Sharon, you got anything else? Congratulations, you just got engaged. Woo-hoo!
1: Yes, congratulations. That's en- awesome.
0: Enjoy it. And like I said, make sure that you make our podcast on your favorite playlist. You can find us on all of them or visit our website. So congratulations again. Until next time, see ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, the Bling, and all the things. If you liked what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, ringblingallthethings.com, where you can join our email list and get notifications about new episodes and other information. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platforms.